This is the Bad Religion Podcast for Wednesday, March 21st, 2007. Stranger Than Fiction. Welcome to the 20th episode of the Bad Religion Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Mike. Today's episode celebrates Bad Religion's major label debut, Stranger Than Fiction. In this episode, I'm going to be playing a lot of songs from that album, as well as a few random songs in order to get enough content for a full episode. Also getting into some news about the new album, New Maps of Hell, a little later in the episode. I'm going to keep with the three big segments format of the show, but as you've probably already noticed, I dropped the power tab music that played in the background last time. I sort of put it in there as a joke because I did it in the first episode, and I partly did it just to experiment with how it would sound. I guess we all know how that experiment worked out. Anyways, a little discussion about Stranger Than Fiction before I get into the songs. The album was the first one the band recorded while signed to a major label. While you may own a copy of Recipe for Hate that has the Atlantic logo on it, that album was recorded as an epitaph album and then later sold to Atlantic once the band signed to the label. Recording for the first time on a major label and in the midst of the punk rock explosion of the early 90s when bands like The Offspring and Green Day were selling multi-platinum albums, there was a great deal of pressure placed on the band. Seen as something of the saviors of punk rock with the release of Suffer in 87, there were expectations that the band ought to at least put up decent numbers compared to the already mentioned more recent punk bands. The pressure obviously got to Greg and Brett as by this time the two were intensely competing with each other as to who would have the better and more popular songs, something that is slightly ironic because their most popular song in the last album was one of the only songs that the two ever collaborated on, American Jesus. 
All these factors contributed to making the recording of Stranger Than Fiction one of the most interesting in the band's history. The album ended up with a ton of B-sides, whereas, so far as we know, there had not been any B-sides on any of the previous albums. The final track list was hotly contested, with songs that even members of the band admitted liking a lot, like News From The Front not making the American release. And because the album didn't have a single discernible catch single, like... Uh, American Jesus, the band was persuaded to go back and re-record a less passionate version of 21st Century Digital Void and the album to use as a single. When the album was released, it attained moderate success, although nothing along the lines of Smash or Dookie. I believe the album remains the band's best-selling album, although the process of belief or The Empire Strikes First might have eclipsed it. It became the band's first gold album, and the answer says that it might have even sold 1.3 million copies, although that figure isn't verified. And of course, shortly after the album was released, uh, Brett quit the band. While the official reason is that he needed to spend more time with the rapidly growing Epitaph label, his departure also had to do with his ongoing feud with Greg and Jay. After Brett left the band, he would go on to form a group called the Daredevils, with a song written and sung by Brett called Hate You that was directed specifically at Jay. The single also contained the song Rules Hearts, but these were the only two songs ever released by the band. Apparently the debut album that Brett had written a few songs for got cancelled due to Brett's drug bust in 1998. Maybe someday he'll release those extra songs that were promised to be in the old Bad Religion hardcore style. Also during this period, Greg started changing the lyrics of several old Bad Religion songs to reflect his anger towards Brett. As you'll hear when I play a live version of Stranger Than Fiction title track, Greg changes the lyric to say, I want to know why Brett Gerwitz cracked. He also changed the lyrics of the very old song, Politics, to say, we're all being oppressed by Brett Gerwitz. The feud between the two would continue on through Tested when Brett released a statement saying how betrayed he felt that so few of his songs were represented on the album. It would not be until Brett contributed a song to The New America that things finally cooled down between the band and Brett. Anyways, let's get into the first block of songs for today's episode. Because I'm doing the show away from my desktop, I don't have the sources from where these live songs came from. I'll post them on the blog, brpodcast.blogspot.com, in a few days for those of you dying to know. The first song up is the first song off of Stranger Than Fiction, Incomplete. I actually found a single of the song that came also with news from the front about a year ago at a local record shop. Not really rare, but I thought it was worth mentioning for some reason. Uh, followed by that will be a live version of The Handshake. Although this version doesn't do it, I'm pretty sure when the band usually plays this song, they change the outro lyric, fend for yourself, fend for yourself, fend for yourself, join the handshake, to fuck the handshake, much like how one population running out of time is changed to one motherfucker running out of time in punk rock song. Those of you that appreciate gratuitous use of profanity will appreciate that one. This podcast doesn't have an explicit tag for nothing. Fuck! After that will be one of the tracks I already talked about, Hate You by the Daredevils. Then we'll come back to me for some more exciting news about the new album. But first, the first block of songs. Here goes.
to those who are incomplete, the handshake and hate you. As I've already alluded to earlier in the show, we're finally getting some substantive information about the new album, which now has an official and kind of odd name, New Maps of Hell. Jay says this album is about half done, and a story at Punk News says that it will be out July 10th, which is two weeks later than originally announced. The track list for the album was also released, and here they are, along with my official prediction of who wrote each song. If you think that you can best my predictions, send them my way at brpodcast at gmail.com. The winner will get their name mentioned to the millions of listeners of this podcast. Alright, so the first song is called New Dark Ages. I'm not positive, but this song might be an acoustic or intro song, judging by the blurry picture that Jay posted of the album's progress. In the picture, it looks like there is neither drums nor bass on this track. Assuming this is the case, I'll have to go with Greg Cold as a Clay Graffin. Uh, The second track is called Grains of Wrath. Uh, a sort of clever literary reference, and a reference to an old bad religion song sounds a lot like a Brett song. Let us not forget Let Them Eat War and the callback to Fuck Armageddon on Los Angeles' is Burning. And so the third track is called Fields of Mars. This has sort of a Beyond Electric Dreams feel to it, so I'm going to pick Brett for this one. Uh, the fourth track is called Germs of Perfection. Uh, this sounds like a Greg song with his biological title. Uh, five um, is called Requiem. It's kind of hard to tell with such a short title. Um, I'm going to lean towards Brett since it sounds a little more artsy. Uh, Six is called Submission Complete. Uh, This is Brett's political anthem about Iraq written all over it. Uh, Seven, The Grand Delusion. Uh, Someone on the brpage.net mentioned that this sounds a lot like Richard Dawkins' The God Delusion. Chalk this one up to Dr. Graffin. The eighth track is Honest Goodbye. Rebels Goodbye appeared on Cold as a Clay, so I'm going to assume Greg wouldn't title another song so similarly in such a short period of time. So this one goes to Brett. Uh, Number 9 is called Prodigal Son. Uh, The title comes probably from the story in the Bible. Again, going with the fact that Brett seems sort of inclined to make references in his song titles, I'm putting Brett down for this one. Uh, 10, Before You Die. This one feels like a Greg song. I can't really give a reason, but it's just in the gut. Uh, Eleven is called Lost Pilgrim. Uh, this seems like a continuation of Prodigal Son, so I'm going with Brett on this one. Twelve, Heroes and Martyrs. This one's hard to tell. It sounds like it could be somewhat similar to Live Again, which was a Brett song. Assuming that Brett wouldn't write two songs on the same general topic two albums in a row, I'm going to go with Greg. Uh, the thirteenth track is called Dearly Beloved. I'm assuming this refers to Dearly Beloved, We Are Gathered Here to Mourn the Death of So-and-So. Uh, I think that sounds more like a Brett thing to write about, so I'm choosing him for this one. Uh, Track 14, New Chapter. This title refers maybe to some new chapter in history. I'll claim this to be Greg's one real historical political song on this album. 15 is called Murder. Again, these short titles are really throwing me. It's really hard for me to see Greg writing a song called Murder, but I can more easily see Brett writing such a song, so this one goes to Brett. Uh, the penultimate track, which is the 16th, is called 52 Seconds. Uh, honestly, I'm tempted to say other for this one, as short and presumably fast songs are something that Jay said he really liked about the start of the process of belief. But since I'm pretty sure that neither Jay or any other members of the band besides Brett and Greg are writing songs for this album, I'll go with Greg. And the final track is called Scrutiny, another short title, another hard choice. I have a good feeling that this is a Greg song, plus it was Brett that had the last song on both The Process of Belief and The Empire Strikes First. So it puts the final count at eight songs for Greg and nine songs for Brett. I think that's pretty reasonable for how the last two albums were distributed. 
Does anyone else get a concept album vibe to this album? I feel like the the band wanted to. They could tell a story with such an album. Especially from the track Honest Goodbye to Scrutiny, it seems like it's referring to a single person. I think it's pretty unlikely that they will, but you never know. Maybe this is what came of Brett's idea to make a double album. And as you've probably noticed, there is no title track on this album. This means it will probably be like Fuck Armageddon, This Is Hell, or The Process of Belief, that one of the songs contains the line New Maps of Hell. Since the title tracks recently have appeared in the middle of Bad Religion albums, I'm going to go with the Grand Dilution as being the song that has the title track. And if I had to pick one song that would be the first single from this album, I'd have to go with Heroes and Martyrs. The song that will probably get cut and become a B-side, I'd wager, eh, let's say Lost Pilgrim. But again, this is complete and utter speculation. I'm sure by episode 22 or 23, all these predictions will be hilariously wrong. In other news, the band will be playing at K-Rock's Heal the Bay Benefit concert on April 6th. I imagine this will be the first time we hear a track or two from the new album, so hopefully someone is there to record it and share it. Greg has also appeared in a new video interview with the UCLA newspaper, The Daily Bruin. It talks about how he balances life as a professor and a lead singer for a punk rock band. I'll play a clip from that interview to start the next segment of songs, and we'll follow it up by the song Leave Mine to Me. Until a few moments ago, when I was looking up the lyrics of the song, I never realized that Greg was saying codes of black and white, and not coats of black and white. And until a few moments ago, you didn't think I could make such a boring observation. But, uh, I just did. Anyways, followed by that will be a cover of the song Better Off Dead from the Along the Way tribute album by The Centerfolds. The obvious and literal interpretation sees this as an apology from God to man, the people that is that he has created. God, the creator of the universe, realizes that he's made such a bad place with so many contradictions that there really is no more point in going on if you aren't someone who believes in him. The other interpretation is that this is a song about a personal relationship, with the singer condescendingly apologizing to someone that he has hurt. Viewed in the context of another song of the album, Infected, it seems like it could be possible that this is another song that Brett wrote about his troubled relationship with Gina, the woman he eventually married a few years ago. In fact, Infected even appeared on their wedding CD mix that was auctioned on eBay. There's no real definitive action, so it's up to you guys to make your own decision. After that will be a B-side from Stranger Than Fiction that only made the Japanese release of the original album, Leaders and Followers. This song was memorably featured in the original Clerks movie when Randall and that other guy I can't remember the name of are running away from the funeral. It's a pretty good song, one of those ones that makes you wonder why it wasn't included on all the versions of the album. So here's an interview with Greg, Leave Mine to Me, Better Off Dead by the Centerfolds and Leaders and Followers. Here goes. life science professor is also the lead singer for an internationally successful punk rock band. Bad Religion's Greg Graffin has come to UCLA with a doctorate in biology to share scientific knowledge with his students. My day is spent by very carefully dividing up my time. From 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. I'm on campus and I'm doing academic work. But from 6 p.m. till midnight I'm in Hollywood doing music. started while they were in high school in the valley and they quickly got their start in the LA punk scene. Greg continued with the band as he went to college. So when I was at UCLA as an undergrad it was a convenient time to lay low. Mm -hmm. We kept the band going and we played weekend shows mm -hmm. but uh, there wasn't a lot happening in the punk scene. 
And then when I started graduate school here um, in 87, we released uh, an album called Suffer, and that really sparked, it rekindled an interest. Greg, or should I say Professor Graffin, hopes that he will be an inspiration to his students not only through the realm of music but also science. Every time I got up on the stage, whether it was the smallest club or whether it was a huge concert hall, I always thought my job up there is not to be cool because I don't consider myself cool. And believe it or not, I see a lot of parallels in the way that I um, act when I'm a professor uh, in front of my students. I don't really have a lot to offer them in the way of style or how you should live your life, but I do believe that the words I have to offer can help them and it can inspire them. It's a way of maybe expressing myself that demonstrates that you don't have to believe everything you're told, but I'm hoping to give you a way to scrutinize it yourself and come up with uh, your own sense of truth and your own sense of what is real.
Welcome back. Once again, I'm sorry to say there won't be a song guessing contest this week because I'm not on my desktop. So that means we've reached the end of the show. I'd like to thank everyone for listening and remind you that you can check out the blog at brpodcast.blogspot.com for all of the old episodes and episode descriptions, and you can email me at brpodcast.gmail.com with any comments that you might have. To finish the show off, I'm going to start with two songs that have very little to do with Stranger Than Fiction. The first one is from one of the band's earliest shows, a version of Slaves that the band stops before finishing it because they're heckled off the stage. I guess the L.A. scene wasn't ready for them back in this 1981 show. Followed by that will be a version of Politics from the Suffer demos. I would have included one of the versions where Greg says we're all being oppressed by Brett Gerwitz, but I think this one's funnier. You'll soon see. After that, we'll be getting back to Stranger Than Fiction with a title track of the album from a show the band did on MTV's Most Wanted. I'll pause to let you guys yell a sellout a few times. Okay, hopefully we've had enough time to uh, yell that. Um, after that will be a different version of Tiny Voices than I played last week, because I realized I did in fact have another version of it. This one comes from the Red Rock show the band did in Colorado in 1996. On the promotional release, Selections from Stranger Than Fiction, this little blurb about the song was given. A song about dead people, originally inspired by the tragedy of Bosnia, it evolved into a general statement about our history of turning our backs on those who suffer and the hanging guilt that we all are left with, Tiny Voices. And to finish it all off, I'll play a live version of Slumber, a song that Greg wrote about having his first kid. That's it for this show. See you guys in a few weeks for episode 21, The Bad Religion Podcast Gets Drunk. See ya. Get this on tape. Peter's a fucking retard.
try to teach them that you them they all run away. Lucky if they listen to a single word you say. Go. David Letterman does. Bad religion, ladies and gentlemen.
she scared him. 